Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello and welcome to the Think Millions podcast. You have me, Dr. Alexa D'Agostino here, your host. And today we have an amazing guest, Jeff Hunter. And we're going to talk about how to become a savage entrepreneur by finding and hiring savage VAs. He is the owner and founder of VA Staffer. And also, if you haven't listened to his podcast, Savage Marketer Podcast, you got to go check that out. He has some amazing tips on there. I was hooked on it all last week while uh, I was listening to you, Jeff, but <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this topic because everybody that knows me knows I have pretty much a whole v virtual assistant team. We have 42 full-time staff, but my last company, I had 129 full-time staff and it was Whoa. basically all virtual assistants. So yeah, I love this topic. It's so important. It's incredible. You know, uh, uh, back in 2019, I used to have to uh, convince people why they should hire remote teams. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have that question anymore since the whole pandemic thing. So now, now all they want is virtual teams. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, not to it's mention, amazing. Not to mention, I mean, really with the advances of technology, there's not a whole lot of things you have to do in person anymore. So how did you even get it? Let's back up. So you have had a ton of success. I mean, you've owned a lot of companies. You were in project management at one point. Like you've done, you've had a crazy amount of experience managing multi-million dollar projects. And now you're an entrepreneur yourself. You create your own business. What made you start a VA staffing company? Like what, how did this even come about? Yeah. So that I was, uh, I was in the corporate world. I was a IT project manager for a fortune 500. And uh, quite frankly, I was just bogged down by a bunch of administrative work and a bunch of documentation, which is really the headache and bane of all project managers. <laughs> so I started looking for resources online. Like, could I find someone to help me do my Microsoft project documentation, stuff like that? And I found a guy um, back on back when Fiverr was still five bucks. And it was like, he was in like Pakistan or something. And I was like, no way. And this is charging five bucks an hour. And I was like, it's mind blowing. You know, I took my chances on him because his profile, it was like, it looked too serious to not take serious. Like he had like a suit on and stuff. And he said that he had a project management certification, which even at that time, uh, as a, as a, top five project. Actually, I wasn't a top five project manager before this. I became a top five project manager after I hired this guy because of the level of, of, of documentation and quality. And he was way better than me and he was way faster than me. And he was even color coding the stuff. And it got to the point to where when I was turning in projects, I would have like a 30 day grace period to turn in documentation. And it would pretty much take those 30 days because I'm managing multiple projects and things. Plus, I have to fit in time to do documentation, which nobody wants to do, including myself. So I sure don't. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's it like sucks. The worst it's boring. Part. Who wants yeah, to do that? Like 60% like of a project is like documentation. Like it's it's horrible. So uh, what I did you was make the I money. had him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then I started thinking the company's charging 260 bucks an hour for my time. Yeah. Now I'm not getting all that, of course, <clears throat> but this guy for five bucks, I was like, well, shoot, if he can do what I usually do in 30 hours and like 15 hours, half the time and five bucks an hour, I mean, do the math. It ain't much. 
I'm like, is that worth my time freedom? Well, I, I felt crazy because I was thinking it was going to take him like two weeks. It's obviously going to take him half the time. It's going to take him a couple of weeks. Well, he was done with it with like three days. And I was like, oh, I actually, I couldn't even turn in the work because I was like, there's no way they're going to think I got this done in three days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. going to think something. You're tough. like, let me delay this. Let me wait like yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so a couple of weeks later, I turned That's it in. That's hilarious. <clears throat> and I got a response I wasn't expecting, actually. <clears throat> I'm getting over a cold, by the way. Sorry for the coughing. Other project managers actually got mad at me for raising the bar. Hmm. It sounds about right in corporate. I was not expecting that. My <laughs> operations manager thought I was brilliant. Wow, this is incredible work. My regional manager thought it was excellent. You know, but but the other PMs, you know. So then I had the other project managers that were like, man, how are you doing this? You know, what's going on? And I kind of told them about it. And they were like, wow, can you help me? Can you get me one? And I was like, yeah, actually. So I was referring them some people and then it wasn't working out. They were like, oh, I can't get, you know, I, I can't get results from this person. I don't know how you're getting it, you know, for me. And then I would go back to that, to that resource and say, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, dude, he's not responding to me. He's not giving me the proper documentation. He's not giving me the handoff. They're not having any conversations. So I started realizing these project managers sucked at delegating. <laughs> So then most people uh, do like just to pause. It's not just project managers. I feel majority of people either they delegate too much or they don't delegate enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, actually, you know, truth be told, I was never a really great delegator. It was definitely a learned skill. You know, it does take an, there's an investment of time, just like learning everything in life. But I can tell you, it's one of the best things you'll ever do in life. And, you know, just to fast forward the hack here, you know, one of the ways I do it is right here on zoom. I get on a zoom call. I'll bring in whoever it is. I want to show them something. I'm going to do it because I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And then I just, I just record it. And then, you know, that, and then after, you know, after they kind of make an SOP out of it, then we flip roles and then I'll get on zoom and then they share their screen and they, they, they do something and I'm watching that way. I know if they get it or not. Right. So there's a delegation tip for you right there. All right. So to make the long story short, I started basically building a team of VAs that were doing documentation for other project managers. And that's how it started. And funny enough, even the way I came up, well, I didn't even come up with the name VA staffer. It was uh, one of the colleagues I was working with said, okay, so you can do that for me. So you can kind of be like my VA staffer. And I was like, yeah. And I went Ooh, to GoDaddy. That, isn't that to, cool how that comes up, right? Yeah. I just went to GoDaddy, typed in vastaffer.com. It was available and I bought it. Uh, that was back in 2013. So It was like vauniversity.com. I somehow, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. So I bought it um, and I never did anything with it. But it's amazing how people like, and this was like back in 2017, 2018. It's just funny how people really did not take VA seriously back then. No, I own virtualassistantcourses.com, which I'm actually just starting to build out. And actually, a uh, good segue, it's, uh, it's all going to be training VAs how to use AI, which I believe is the future of VA. So that's so cool. Actually, one of my virtual assistants asked me, he goes, hey, He's one of my writers. He goes, hey, can we start using uh, AI to write like the bulk of our copy? And I'm like, then what am I paying you for? <laughs> right? But no, I, I, yeah. I'm joking kind of like, because I know that well, you, 
you can leverage AI, but you still need people. Like you can't for right now, at least maybe in the future or not, but I think you still need the yeah. people, but, but even my virtual assistants are now starting to say, Hey, let, what is, uh, uh, AI and how, how can we incorporate to write faster? Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's like lead gen is more expensive now running projects are more expensive. So you have to find ways to cut corners. And I think that being able to produce work faster and easier will allow you to not have as big of a team. Like we run lean and mean, I mean, we have 42 full-time staff, but we we're pretty lean for the amount of projects we do. And we do that on purpose by efficiency. Yeah. And the other thing is too, something important for your audience to know is that Google and other search engines and and content uh, farms, even social media, all the big tech companies, they understand that open AI, you know, chat GPT uh, poses a huge threat and uh, they're all trying to run their own tandem AIs to compete. And they're actually creating AI to, to determine if something is written in AI. So you have to be careful at the end of the day, you know, good copywriters are going to be secure. But I will tell you this, the content that doesn't require, like if, like I would not use AI to write blogs if you're trying to rank for SEO, because at one point the open AI and chat GPT, they're going to be found out by these other AI companies. Mm. So, so be careful with that. Now, what I like using it for is creating lists, topic headlines, subject lines for emails, things like that. Ooh, and, that's a good one. Yeah, what I've learned here is like, because it's funny, because just a year ago, I literally was contemplating selling my business, because I had a really good offer. And oh my god, even my team doesn't know this, I'm revealing this. See, I love this. I love that I get people to reveal everything. (laughs) Well, it's because one of my good friends and and one of my clients who owns a, a big branding agency, he was telling me that he was maybe planning on exiting his branding agency because even the AI for design and graphics is, is like, you know, when you're charging 10, 20, $30,000 for branding projects and you can go over to a friggin' AI website generator for five bucks, it's like mind boggling what's happening right now. And he's like, well, you know, now's the time to cash in. And him and I were thinking about like going in together to do some AI stuff. And I was like, man, if they're doing the graphics and chat GPT, by the way, is way more advanced than the graphics side of it. So I can already see like VAs are a very information type business. It like Jacqueline, my assistant is, I guarantee you there will be a point in time where the AI is going to work faster than her. Never get a day off, never sleep. We'll be able to schedule calls for me throughout the day. We'll be able to communicate with you better than her. Sadly, um, just because, she's not native English. And uh, so what I started realizing was, hold on a second. I was actually thinking about this the wrong way because I started playing with OpenAI and ChatGPT and all these AI platforms. And what I realized is that it's only as good as the operator. It's mm. only as good as the operator. I was getting some really garbage stuff. It took me a lot of time to figure out the right questions to ask. And then I started teaching my assistant how to use the AI and how to ask the right questions to get the right result. And within three days, she was able to knock out 39 different pieces of content for me in three days, 39 pieces. Just FYI, the amount of content she created for me before was like three, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so to go from like three. And do you feel it's as good? 
people are going to be listening in on this podcast. It's not just video, right? Yeah. So, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. And for those of you that are watching the video, great. For those of you that are not watching the video, I'm going to help you out a little bit and, and give you a feedback, a little run in on what we're actually sharing here. Are you able to see this? Yeah. So here, for example, is three subject lines for virtual assistants. Actually, let me blow your mind on even an email sequence that I had write, written up. Let's see here. Um, let me look up emails. Here we go. Here's how to delegate to a virtual assistant three email sequence. Look at this prompt. Write three email sequence with a daily tip on how to delegate to a virtual assistant. We were just talking about how people suck at delegating. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So subject line, delegating to your VA, tip number one. Hello, name. As you continue to grow your your business, it's important to delegate tasks to your VA in order to free up your time and focus on the most important tasks. Here's a tip for delegating to your VA. Number one, start small. Don't overwhelm your VA by trying to delegate everything at once. Instead, start with a few small tasks and see how they handle it. This will help you gauge their abilities and give you a chance to provide feedback and guidance. Stay tuned for tomorrow's tip on delegating to your VA. So let me ask you a question. Now, I have so many questions here. All right. First off, this was completely written by a VA. A hundred percent. No human input okay. except for the prompt. My second question to you is what tools are you using that you could share with everybody? <laughs> See, now your head's starting to crack open. See, yeah. this is open AI, which right now is actually free because it's in the beta. So if you want to get some stuff done before they charge you an arm and a leg, this is the time to do it. So it's just called open AI. Yep. Just go to chat.openai.com. Uh, hmm. As a matter of fact, I have a window open here uh, with it with it open here. So we can type in like, watch this, write a, an Instagram post. Watch this Instagram post with three tips on delegating to a virtual assistant with hashtags. <laughs> Are you ready to Stop do my it. Are you kidding me? Feeling overwhelmed really? with tasks, delegating to a virtual, a virtual assistant can help you stay focused and get more done. Here are three tips to su successfully delegate. Clearly communicate your expectation deadlines. Trust your VA to handle the task. Check it regularly, but give them space to work independently. What? All right. This is blowing my mind. All right. <laughs> what? Now, here's the part that's going to blow your I mind. I can fire all, all my writers. So let's go back to, let's go back. All right. So let's go back to the original be, why you should be a savage entrepreneur and hire savage VA. So why the hell do we need VAs if we have there, this? There we go. Let's there get we to go. the root of it. So you're convincing this... me to use AI, but you run a <laughs> virtual assistant. So let's back up and explain yourself, sir. So this is the real key. We as business owners need to do what the best use of our time is. Because what we're doing here is AI is now creating work for us, right? And this is why the VAs need to be trained to be operators. They need to be learned. They learn. They need to learn how to become more integrators. Okay, because now what you've done is created a whole list of thirty-nine pieces of content that I don't have time to do anything with, right? So 
what I'm training the team to do now is A, to create the content, B, to actually organize the content, C, to actually use the content. So these posts will need to be scheduled. These emails will need to be set up in the automation, right? There needs to be a landing page created. So a lot of my team is, is going to be more uh, strategic. It's going to be more operational. It's going to be more integrator. It's going to be, th that's what the future is. It's You're going to have to have people that know how to use their brain to get the results from the AI. And I, you know, that makes sense. So actually, you're saying, you're just saying the VAs aren't going away. Just who you hire is going to be different. The types of skills that you will hire for are going to be different. And thank God. Oh my God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Three years ago, I had this vision. I had this vision three years ago when I first started seeing AI. And I'm not going to give all credit to AI. I'll actually give credit to all the other virtual assistant agencies out there that I was competing with. And most of them were just hiring people that were VAs. And by the way, I know before this podcast, you and I were just laughing about how we've hired so many people over the years and how... Uh, most of them are gone now. Yep. Hired, um, hired. <laughs> Probably so sure three, some of them are listening. <laughs> th three years ago, I discovered something that has changed the way that we do business here. And we completely changed our hiring process and recruitment process to something that we call experiential hiring. So I'm actually writing an article about this. Uh, I'm a contributor to Entrepreneur. It's my, my next article coming out is about the experiential hiring process. It's, it's changed everything for me. And I hope that you guys learn from this. But what we do now is- I we actually think you've changed my whole business. Now, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, now I just need project managers that can execute. Here's the thing. My mind's blown. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to be able to offer that to you because one of the and now my staff, I, half my staff, can blame you for needing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the thing is, kind of kidding. To, I'm kind of kidding. To, Don't worry, you're kind of kidding, but you're not. Um, but I'm not. The, the experiential <laughs> hiring process is really geared around not being so much skill based. You can't hiring skill based people is not going to be as important, except for people that are creative. So you. You're going to need some graphic designers and web developers and things like that hmm. <clears throat> if you're marketing, of course. And we're talking about being savage entrepreneurs here, okay? And at the end of the day, if we're all uh, – entrepreneurs are all marketers, period. I'm sorry, but, you know, you, we're all selling something. We're all marketing ourselves. We're all positioning ourselves in the marketplace, and that's just the bottom line. And you're not going to get – I don't know if you can see that sign right back there, but – you can either be average or you can be savage. I love that. I, that's the first thing I saw. So just for everybody, listen, Jeff has this awesome sign. It says you could be average or you could be a savage marketer. And it's like, I'll have to post it somewhere so people can see it for those that are uh, listening yeah. on the podcast. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I had that hand painted and, and cut out out of a piece of wood by this famous artist from Chicago. And, and uh, it's worth every penny. But anyway... The point is, is that what we do now is we do not hire people outside of creative positions on skill. We hire people based on three main qualities. One, that we try to test for the most because it is, if this does not work, the rest of them fail. But you have to have all three of these. If you, if you lack in any of these three, it's not going to work out. Number one is adaptability. So we give, before they even get to the interview, we give them a series of tests that are very limited instructions. We ask them to do something with very limited instructions. 
questions and we see if they can figure it out. And one of the things that we have them do is we have them listen to a 20 minute call, a meeting, and we have them, we just give them, instead of instructions, we give them a blank word document that has fill in the blank meeting minute template, attendees, discussion topic, action items, who owns them, whatever, something like that, or challenges or something like that. Challenges, opportunities, action items, something like that. That's our, our main template we use for action because a, a base skill of our executive assistants, and our, that's what we do at VA Staffer, we are an executive assistant company, is their ability to understand what's important in the call and what's not. And the call strategically has a lot of things that are not important and a couple of things that are important on the call, just like most calls go, right? So we're trying to find out if they can figure things out. Another test is we say, hey, we were looking for the top 10 real estate agents in Los Angeles, and we give them a blank Excel spreadsheet with the data points that we want, and we don't tell them where to find them. So we're trying to find out people's ability to figure shit out. That's like the number one thing. Can they figure things out? If they cannot, they don't even get to the interview process. Number two is their work ethic. We know that that test is going to take anywhere from two to three hours just to be, just to apply for our company. And it shows us how long it took them to do it. Some people finish it in an hour. Some people do it in two hours. Some people do it in three hours. It'll show us if someone starts it and doesn't finish it. It'll tell us if they got 55% done, 75% done, whatever. So we're using uh, a tool, actually, shout out to Vervo because they hooked me up, V-E-R-V-O-E. That's the automated kind of uh, hiring process app. I, it's funny, they must have a really good PR team because I mentioned them on a podcast before. And next thing you know, they reached out to me on LinkedIn and wanted to send me a box of goodies and they did. So what's up? got to love when um, you get goodies. That's like one of my favorite things because we do a lot of advertising. So I get a lot of gifts in the mail. <laughs> and it's like one of my favorite things sometimes, especially during Christmas. We got like... The, what's it called? The munch, uh, the, the, you know, what I'm talking about the munch. It's like the yeah. munch crunch. It's so yeah. good. It's like amazing. All of my clients and stuff, they know that if they, they want to get on my wall, they got to send me a hat. <laughs> ah, all right. I got to I'll send you a hat, brother. Yeah. I got this a, is... I got a, a pretty cool <coughs> hat here. Uh, yes, please. I want that. Uh, by the way, you need to give Jacqueline your address because everyone uh, who I do a podcast with, I also send them a Savage Marketer hat. Ah, so, I would love a go. Savage Marketer hat because I believe I am a Savage Marketer. So let's go. let's let's move on to all right. Everybody's let me, convinced. Let me, let, me, let me finish the last three. The oh, first, go with it. The, the first one is adaptability. The second is work ethic. So we can tr we can basically find out how strong the work ethic is through the experiential process because we can see how long it takes and if they have the capacity to finish it. And the third one is usually what we find out during the training, which is which we do a three-week training period, which is called give a damn. Do these people actually give a damn? <laughs> mm, and that's the hardest part. Like I find that to me, I always say I hire fast, I fire faster, and I promote fastest. And to me, I rather take somebody that works hard and is being able to adapt, but actually gives a shit about what we're doing. I, I fired a writer about eight months ago, and he thought his shit didn't stink. He was literally six months new writing. And he, he basically kind of went to social media saying it was a toxic environment, this and that. And it's all because I wouldn't give him a raise because he didn't deserve it. He wasn't, he was good, but 
he wasn't, he was with me for literally four and a half months. And it's like, people are entitled. They don't really care. Like this, this kid didn't care. And I even said, it. I'm like, look, I will promote somebody just because they care. Period. It's, yeah. it's the give a shit is such an important point. So, so basically you find these people, you make sure that they hit those three things and then you train them all of that. And then you hand it on a silver platter to someone. Yeah, basically what the very last week of the training is them actually shadowing our leadership team who are already serving high-end clients, executive assistants. So they're literally shadowing and working as an executive assistant. So you're not getting someone who's like right off the streets. You're getting someone who's already gone through our proven application process, our experiential hiring process. They've already been through training. The last day of the training is AI, by the way. That's a new thing in January. There you go. Um, yeah, we just had that discussion today with my team. I have a daily leadership call at nine o'clock in the morning on Pacific time. I'll never be available for you <laughs> at 9am because I'm on my PM call every every month, uh, every morning at 9am. And we just talk about like what's happening. And this is a t another tip for anybody. Have an all hands call, or at least with your assistant and your remote team once a day. It doesn't have to be very long. Matter of fact, usually our meetings are 15 to 20 minutes. And we just everyone who's got an important role in the company. I have a creative team. I have a hiring recruitment person. I have a, a sales uh, a salesperson. And then we have our, our web person. They all give me a two, three minute fill in on what they're up to. If they have any challenges and then we're on for the day. Yeah. We do the same thing. It's super, super, super helpful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, that's it. That, so, that's exactly I mean, the service is amazing. I mean, I, I, I've been hiring virtual assistants for 17 years out of all, all of my exits, I've had six exits in total. I've literally used virtual assistants for every single one. And to me, it's how I've been able to build businesses fast. And so knowing how to hire virtual assistants, I've made so many mistakes. I still make mistakes. So you pretty much cut through because it's also time consuming to find, to post, to interview. So you cut through all of that and you train them. You hand it over on a silver platter, which provides people with such a great service that don't have the time or aren't good at Some people are just not good at hiring. So I think that's incredible. So where can people find you? Uh, VAstaffer.com. That simple. Thanks to, uh, thanks to my colleague back in 2013 who told me I was the VA staffer. BAstaffer.com. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes for everybody. And we'll post yep. that wherever we post. This has yep. been amazing. Like you blew my mind today. And I, so I just to like recap everybody, it's virtual assistants aren't going away. Just the who you hire. You're looking for operators. You're looking for project managers, people that can keep the train moving. And now we're going to leverage AI to really produce the content piece of it. And Think about it just so differently. I think you literally blew my mind. I know for a fact you blew the minds of all of our listeners. And I'm probably going to actually change the title. Now Now that we've done this, now I'm like, now it's it, the title's completely different. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be my different. Bad. This my has bad. been incredible, Jeff. I, I appreciate you coming. Wow, thank you. And for everybody yeah. listening, if you want more, go to thinkmillions.com. And if you uh, like this, make sure to uh, drop a follow on Jeff uh, Hunter. I'll put his uh, information in the show notes. Go follow him on social media, guys. Let's let's give this guy a lot of credit for coming on here and, and sharing this wealth of knowledge. It's been incredible. So thanks, Jeff, for coming. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. And uh, I got to get you on my show, too. We'll get you on Savage Marketer. We'd love to. We'd love to. All right. Have a good one. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. 
If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.